You know what the most dangerous thing in America is, right? Nigga with a library card. <laughs> This is the Most Dangerous Thing in America podcast, a show in which we read books by black authors. And they're talked about by a black author. And you can listen if you are black or not black. That is okay. Back after a hiatus, uh, had some stuff to attend to, but I am back. Um, name of the book this week is Son of the Storm by Sui Davies Nkumboa. And we will be calling um, him... Sui, because I'm not sure I pronounced the name correctly, so my apologies if I if I messed that up. But um, yeah, I actually finished this book three days ago. No, that's not true. I finished it on Tuesday, so that would have been like five days, six days ago. And yeah, um, hadn't read a fantasy novel in a while, and I had this one in my Kindle for probably like six months before actually getting around to it. So it was good to finally get around to it. And I enjoyed it. But um, yeah, okay, before we talk about how I enjoyed it, let's actually set the table here. What we're going to do is just get a little brief overview and then we will uh, talk about some things I like. And then that'll be it. going to be kind of a short one because uh, it's fiction, you know. When it's fiction, it's always a little bit shorter on my end. All right, so the basic premise of the novel is that it takes place in this fictionalized universe, obviously, uh, on the continent, which I just assume is Africa, but that's probably, like, not the case. But I'm going to go ahead and say it's the case, that it's just, like, a fictionalized... Actually, let's not do that. Well, I mean, what's the harm in it, you know? Because, like, George R. R. Martin, when he does his fantasy things, it's, like, a fictionalized Europe. So this is just fictionalized Africa, and there's a giant kingdom. So there's basically one giant kingdom called Basai. And then there's some islands. And then there's like an unincorporated area that the name um, is away from me right now. But it's it's unincorporated and people there are like mixed race. So like Basai people are like uh, pure black. And then... The folks in the islands are like, they're basically mythological. Nobody nobody really knows if they exist. And they're they're called yellow skins. And they have a bunch of different powers. And then there's the, the third place which has like, you know, your muggle bloods, as it were. And I think I can say that as a muggle blood myself. Um, so the main character in the book is one such uh, muggle blood, uh, Danso. He's a jolly novitiate. So like... What that means is, for some reason, although he's of mixed blood, he managed to get into, like, the highest order of Basai society, you know? And he, it's kind of like being a high priest of Basai. So he gets to study and stuff and read and gets treated super well and uh, is from the highest caste and the, the one of the better wards. And so he has to wear his hair a certain way, but because... um. You know, he's mixed. He can't even get cornrows correctly. That's what I took it to mean. And his intended, the person that he's married to or going to get married to, her name is Ashimi. And she's also got a, a checkered past, which is like, you know, it's a bit weird that she's also a jolly uh, J-L-I novitiate. Um, and so they make a good match this way. And uh, her mother is Nim and she's a fixer. 
and does stuff for people. That's part of the checkered past thing, right? And then the, uh, another uh, pretty important character is Danso's second, uh, Zach. Um, so that's like the beginning of the book, right? Like those three and then, I mean, Zach's not really that important at the beginning, but he, he becomes more important. And then like Danso's family, Shimi's family, her mother, right? Okay. But so that that's what's going on. And really there's not like a ton of like uh, conflict between those people other than the fact that Danso's just kind of a goof and got himself in trouble by reading a forbidden book and stuff like that. And he's, he doesn't look the part, right? We already established that. And then on top of not looking the part, you know, he, he got this opportunity, but he still kind of is like constantly screwing up. And this really grinds Ashimi's gears, you know, so to speak. But that's like a minor thing, right? Like a, a girlfriend and a boyfriend being upset about something or whatever, fiance and, um, you know, and I, also a fiance, two fiancés being upset with each other. Pretty normal stuff, straightforward, not a big deal. What complicates things, what puts, what sets the book in motion is the appearance of a yellow skin. And her name is Lee Long. And the reason Danso's drawn to her is because his whole life he's been the different person and he never found out about his mom or whatever. So he goes and helps this, uh, this yellow skin, even though like he probably shouldn't. Like, it's probably a bad idea according to the rules of the society, but he's just curious and he wants to do it. So he does, and that's what sets everything in motion. From there, a um, bunch of stuff goes crazy. Now, there is uh, an outside thing that also sets things in motion um, that would have happened regardless of Danso's choice. So things would have been a lot different in Besai regardless of what Danso did, but because Danso acted, things are a lot different in Besai, they're a lot different for Danso, they're a lot different for Ashimi, and so um, everything changes really quickly. And yeah, from there we go, is it ruining? I don't think it's ruining. Um, from there, uh, because he chose to help this person Lee Long, uh, something happens, I won't give away details, but him, uh, that's Danso, Lee Long, and Zach, they set out to like basically leave Besai. Now, it should be mentioned here that this is like a like a suicide min mission. Like they're going to try to reach a place that has a treaty with Besai, but that's like the only place on the mainland that does. And then to do that, they have to go through a forest and all of this. And um, it's the classic fantasy type thing, you know, where like they're out on the, the hero's journey basically um, and they run into this obstacle and that obstacle and this obstacle. Uh... So that's, I would say, the bulk majority of the book is that. Um, and along the way, Danso basically realized, is this giving too much away? I don't think so. There's three books, right? So it wouldn't be giving too much away. Along the way, Danso figures out that he has powers. Um, and it might be, you know, not just him that has powers, but other people too. So the the thing that that allows uh, people in the book to use magic, which is only really wielded by yellow skins, is Eber. Eber is this substance that's naturally occurring that they use it and harness it, and it gives them the ability to do different things, magical type things. And he manages to do this accidentally. And, uh, and yeah, and so that's like part of the journey. And then after that, I don't think I can give away any, that's the last thing I'll give away is uh, exactly long and um and Danso you know traveling to the land where Danso's mother uh, comes from 
and where a lot of um, other, you know, mixed-raced people are, and uh, him trying to find himself, and then also, like, discovering that he has superpowers, basically. Um, but, you know, not because of his mother, or maybe because of his mother. We, we don't fully get all of the details 100%, because there's a lot going on. And then, uh, yeah, I would say that's probably like two-thirds of the book. So that's good, right? We don't need to go past that. So then just things that I like. I think that, uh, well, the forest thing I mentioned earlier, classic fantasy stuff, them going to the forest really reminded me of, um, what is it, black, I always mess this up, red leopard, black wolf, black wolf, red leopard, ah, I can't remember. But they go through a forest in that book too, so that, that reminded me of that. I really liked that. I thought it was just like, I, I didn't, it didn't remind me of it. And I thought like, oh man, this is cliche or something. I thought like, I like the concept of, you know, mythical African beasts in a forest. And so I was, I was on board. And to that point, um, there's a giant bat that attacks their party. That is a mythological bat, mythical bat, not mythological, mythical bat. And nobody's really sure if it even exists or not. And guess what? It exists. So that was cool. Um, and uh, the other thing I liked, well, okay, the other thing, I, I was a little bit weary about Lee Long at first and the, the yellow skins things. I was like, all right, are we going to just have like every race and then we're just going to call them, you know, like white skins and I'm not even going to say the other one, the former football team. Um, so I was a little, bit, a little bit like, okay, but then, you know, you have to, say to yourself, is it analogy, is it an allegory, or is it just a fantasy novel? And I think I think I feel it's safe to say it's just a fantasy novel. So um, the yellow skins are fantastical because everything in the novel is fantastical and just leave it at that. Um, and then the last thing I'll say about fantasy in general is it's just not my bag in general, right? Like I don't really like fantasy. And part of the reason I don't like it is the the amount of world building. It's sometimes difficult to like wrap your head around what these people are doing. Uh, like who, you know, it's like I'll be reading a fantasy book and I'll be thinking like, right, but what does he do for a job? Like he's just, how come nobody, how come there's not like money constantly exchanging hands? Like I get too caught up in the day to day. So I got to hand it to Anybody who writes fantasy books, um, especially this author, Sui, I, I'm so ashamed that I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but I don't, um, you know, creating an entire world, the amount of effort that goes into it to come up with the case systems, the different wards and all of that, um, it's just it's just crazy because I would sit down and try to start doing that and I would get caught up on like what kind of coins are they using or something like that. Whereas, you know, I think if you're a fantasy writer, that's like probably the, the funnest part is like, oh yeah, um, all right, these are going to be the coins. And, you know, it's, it just naturally comes to you. But uh, for me, an unnatural fantasy reader, I'm always like, yeah, okay, but what's his job? Yeah, and that's probably stupid. Um, oh, last thing, there was a non-binary character uh, in this book and... Um, they were awesome, great character, and maybe I should say present tense. I don't, I can't remember, but I, I think they survived. Um, there you go. Now that's a cliffhanger. You got to read the book to find out. But that was just a, a cool character in general that happened to be non-binary, and I think that like it was cool because the author didn't 
you know, I, I like uh, just, hey, this person's in the book and that's it. You know, they, they exist um, rather than like, you know, it's not like you bought the book uh, and you were expecting it or bought the book and if uh, it wasn't in there, you'd be upset. But more like these people are in the world and we should have them in the books. So just put a character in a book and move on, you know, don't overthink it. And I thought that was really well placed in the book and just nice and natural and good. So, yeah, I think that uh, Son of the Storm, good fantasy novel. Um, if you like fantasy, definitely pick it up. I think you'll enjoy it. I personally am not a fantasy person, so I don't know if I'll read book two or three. Because uh, think about fantasy books, too. They're thick, you know? They don't run small. So I probably won't be reading books two or three, but that's just because I'm not a fantasy guy. Um, but never say never. I don't know. I Maybe I'll check out book two. When book two comes out, I'll check it out. I will check it out. And then if I like book two, I'll get, you know, I'm going to end up reading the whole series. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. That's going to do it for today. A nice, short, and sweet podcast. Just a little bit of fiction. You know, it's nice. It's easy. That's why we like it. Um, please subscribe to the show iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever you got, Podbean. Uh, the music is by The Keep Running. Check him out. He's on SoundCloud. Everything's in the show notes. If you want to read some stuff I wrote, just go to the show notes. It's there. And, yeah, um, next time we're here, probably going to do Jonathan Abrams' hip-hop book because it came out in the last two weeks. It's a history of hip-hop. I just picked it up from the library, um, although it's a book I would like to own, but I have too many books right now, so just picked it up from the library, gonna give it a read, pretty excited about that, so yeah, let's just let's just book that in, Jonathan Abrams, um, can't even remember the name of the book, I just was, I just, as soon as I walked in the library today, I saw it sitting there, and I said, okay, that's it, we're reading that, so that'll be the next time I see you, uh, or you hear from me, because I don't actually see you, but you know what I mean. So, until then, stay safe, stay black, and keep reading. Also, happy Thanksgiving. There's time enough at last. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. There was time now. There was, was all the time I needed. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs>